Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hi, and welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan. And I'm Caitlin Menza. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know, mostly out of Kensington Palace. That's true. <laughs> Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Please, we love the Facebook group. I've been in it. They're really nice. Yeah, I wished Lisa a big old happy birthday in it this week. A lot of people did. It was nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't have my own personal Facebook page anymore, so I forgot that people do that. So oh, I was yeah. Like, I was like, that's nice, you guys. Thank you. It was. Um, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review if you'd like. Mm -hmm. um, you can also send us an old-fashioned email at info at gallerypodcast.com. Uh, this week, we have an amazing guest. Sure do. It's Kristen Meinzer, who is the co-host of the By the Book podcast, the erstwhile co-host of the former and also occasional podcast, When Harry Met Meghan. It's actually oh, When Meghan Met Harry. I'm, sorry. I have it written down the way. <laughs> <laughs> when Meghan Met Harry, a royal wedding cast, and the author of the book, So You Want to Start a Podcast, which you can available. You can order on free. Do you need to do that whole thing again? I have to. I <laughs> fucked it up and then I got really nervous because I'm intimidated. No, stop. I'm the least intimidating person in the You whole look so world. good in your intentional tartan. <laughs> okay. We are joined by Kristen Meinzer, who is the co-host of By the Book podcast, the co-host of the now occasional When Megan Met Harry, a royal wedding cast, and the author of So You Want to Start a Podcast, a book that is available for pre-order. Hi, I, I am mean, so excited to be here, you guys. I cannot believe I get to join you. Uh, and, we're so happy to have you here. Um, and, uh, can I just point out for a second that please. Lisa and I are both wearing Kate Middleton-inspired tartan today? So what is the <laughs> official name for this? This is like Black Watch Tartan or something like that. That's the name of the plaid. Basically, oh, it's know. the green and navy plaid that you saw Kate Middleton wear in Scotland this week. Um, yes. Both Kristen and... <laughs> Lisa are wearing it this week. Although Kristen's was intentional. Mine was just, I got to put on some clothes and it's extremely cold. And then usually I match Caitlin. So this mm -hmm. is a nice surprise to match yeah. someone else. Yeah. We really applaud you being on theme today. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. And it's not just the plaid top. It's a plaid top tucked into a plaid skirt. Yes. These came separately. Yes. You own two plaid items in this particular navy and hunter green plaid. Yes. I really admire that. Thank you. Kate Thank must you. be so proud. I hope so. I like to think <laughs> that she's somewhere out in the world listening to this podcast right now. Yes. And she's nodding. Yeah, of course. I her re so. I mean, I'm, I'm already getting ahead of ourselves, but her rewearing that outfit this week, immediately there were the comparisons of Megan wearing the same plaid when she went to one of her first events after the engagement. And so here are the flashbacks right here in my in our very own studio with so you now, two. I guess it needs to be the four of us together in a slideshow. You, me, Meg, Kate. Yeah. Let's make this happen. Yeah. yeah. Who wore it best? <laughs> yes. And so we have a great show. Um, today we're talking... Oh, we have some updates about Kate and Megan. And then we're going into a wellness segment. Yes, yeah. indeed. 
because you have, well, uh, again, I just want to get ahead of myself again. I'm too excited. (laughs) I'm too excited. I'll just like sit quietly over here while Lisa continues and tells us a bit about the Royal Refreshment. Oh, yes. And now it's time for the weekly Royal Cocktail. So this week, I am drinking a beer, and Kristen picked out a drink of her own. What (laughs) did you grab? I uh, picked out the cousin of the Mangorita, which you did not like a few weeks ago. You said it tasted like medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, So I chose the Picharita. Um, I'm kind of a sucker for anything that's a Rita of any sort. Sure, sure, sure. I I don't know if this was a good decision. (laughs) I'm not sure. I've taken one sip, but, I you know, let's try new things. It was a valiant effort. Thanks. And you needed to warm up. It's uh, if you if any of our listeners are in the Midwest or northeastern United States right now or really most of the country. Wow, it's cold. Yeah, it's negative nine degrees, including the wind chill right now in New York. <gasps> Good Lord, man. Yeah, which is nothing compared to my family in Minnesota. They're like, it's negative 40 here. Yeah, get indeed. over it. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. All those videos of people like getting hot cups of water and then throwing them out into the ether and then them like falling down because they're all icicles by the time they hit the it's awful. Atmosphere. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> We're not scientists, but I do love a wacky internet video. Um, but the point is it's cold, but we made it out here today and we are just bundled up in plaid and ready to chat. So um, I think we're introducing a new segment for our guests um, where we ask about the dress. Much like BuzzFeed's thing of how do you feel about the dress? Is it black and blue or white and gold? Uh, we're now asking you, what did you think of Megan's wedding dress? Fit or no fit? Perfect w- or imperfect? It was perfection, and I get a little angry when people say it's not oh perfection. My God, me too. I get a little bit <laughs> oh angry. Leave, Caitlin. I mean, <laughs> she's made it very clear that one of her style inspirations is Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn, when she wore Givenchy, did not wear it skin tight. People who expect wow. her gown to be skin tight are not paying attention to what her style vision is. Wow! wow They're wow. expecting her to dress like Dancing with the Stars. She is not Dancing with the Stars. She is classy, and wow. she's going to dress the way Givenchy intended a dress yes. to look. Yes. And Givenchy's muse was Audrey Hepburn, and Audrey yes. Hepburn never wore anything skin tight. And on top of that, it's a royal wedding. These photographs are going to follow her forever. Like, Kate wore a specific type of dress, but, like, Grace Kelly didn't, like, show a lot of skin or anything. Kate didn't show a lot of skin. Like, these classic gowns are going to be, like, the pictures we look at for, because I'm going to live forever. So for centuries, <laughs> I'm going to be yes. staring back at this. Yes. Oh, thank you, it's Kristen. beautiful, and it's perfect, and we we love Princess Di, don't we? But let's face it, that dress was ridiculous. Yeah, you know what dress is not ridiculous? 80s. Megan's. Wow. Megan's oh is a classic god. and it is perfection. Wow. Oh my god. Not only do I love you for your work, your podcast, <laughs> and your ability to match me, but right wow. now, wow. I've been wow, shut wow, down. Wow, wow, wow. I've been shut down. Right. <laughs> Bye, Caitlin. I'll take I mean, I, I'm sitting, but I'll take a seat. I'll take all the seats. <laughs> wow. This is the first time this has ever happened. It's usually like, it didn't fit, and I just feel bad. So that's why I'm really gloating. Good. Good. Right. We deserve ask. to gloat. <laughs> wow. All right. And so this week, our email is an e-card that from Holly that we weren't allowed to open. So yeah, so earlier today, <laughs> our producers sent us an email and this, and it said, don't open this until airtime. So the self-control this has taken, mm-hmm. I can't even tell you, um, but we're gonna open it now and hopefully it loads. Do not open until recording. Okay, here we go. So I'm opening the card and it shows a low brick wall with ivy across the top and there's a little dog in the front and a little birdie. In a mailbox and says, click on the post box to start. 
The little birdie's going into the mailbox and bringing out a card. That's <laughs> oh <my laughs> so cute. This is so elaborate. And another card. How long will this go on? When do I get to open the card? It's like a Disney film. Feels like art. Oh, are those like six more letters coming? Oh out? my goodness. Whoa. A pile of mail has fallen out. Now the dog is lying down on top of the mail. <laughs> Another dog. Another dog appeared, and he's holding a sign that says, just for you. <laughs> oh, and then a little th- note popped up. Happy birthday, Princess Lisa of Brooklyn. Enjoy this fan mail from your devoted fan and fellow dog lover, Holly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you, Holly. That's incredibly <laughs> sweet. Amazing. That is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. So pretty. It's from JackieLawson.com. I wonder if she, I think she's an illustrator. That is very. Oh my god, I made it play again. Make it stop. <laughs> um, that is very funny. Thank you so much, Holly. Well, I'm thinking you should really be thanking her. Yes, thank you, Holly. <laughs> and I guess now we have to start the countdown for Caitlin's birthday in March. Yes. After all this buildup of Lisa's, now the now it begins for mine. When I was like, I don't care about birthdays. Let's not address it. And then every week I'm like, guess what? We're one week closer. <laughs> yeah. So my birthday in early March so that's happening yeah prepare for that everyone find some nice (laughs) e-cards and now we have this week in royal history and we stepped outside the British royal family for this one and now this week in royal history February 5th 1972 the birth of crown princess Mary of Denmark yes anything to say about princess Mary Um, Mary Elizabeth Donaldson was born on February 5th, 1972 in Tasmania. She is the youngest child of John and Henrietta Donaldson and became crown princess of Denmark on her marriage to Frederick, heir to the Danish throne on May 14th. 2004. So she was a totally normal person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she I know she's incredibly popular because so many of the royal fan accounts that we follow are really into her and we're so behind the times because we don't know much about her. So we need to get more she's into very her. beautiful. She's very beautiful. You know, we love a beautiful princess. Um, we have one fun fact. Well, it's not so much a fun fact as a very re- fact that is worthy of respect, which is that she has a reputation for taking on tougher issues. Like she has a foundation in her name that helps those who were affected by who have been affected by domestic violence and bullying. Um, and last year, she took a major leadership role in a conference on women's rights. Okay, love it. We stand. love it. You know I who like would it very much. That? Megan. Megan, Megan would love that. that. Yes. Holly, you need to send her an e-card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happy birthday to Crown Princess Mary of Denmark. You sound awesome. I can't wait to find more weird fan accounts to follow. Yes. <laughs> love that. So we have some updates on Kate and Megan because, of course, we do. So as we know, Kate and William went to Scotland where Kate wore her tartan. Yes. <laughs> so we've seen this from her before. Um, it's by Alexander McQueen. I, I believe it's actually the diffu- like a sort of diffusion line, just McHugh. Um, yes. And of course, that was her wedding dress designer. And we've seen her wear this more than once. She most recently wore it for their Christmas church service in 2013. So like way back. Um, but I loved how she styled. She always usually wears like black tights and black shoes with it, but she had the cutest little green purse. Yes. And she had a little green scarf that in some photos you can see her with the green scarf as well. Yes. She's really having like a green 
time. This yes. is a green era. I'm really here for it. Yeah. I think it looks great with her hair. I yes. Agree. yes. I mean, there isn't much that looks bad with her hair, but this looks especially good. Um, when this outfit appeared, because, you know, we always wake up to royal events here on the East Coast. Um, one of my friends like DM'd me on Instagram with it and she was like, oh, my God, I love this look. And I was like. I mean, I've seen it. <laughs> I don't. I don't dislike it. I love it. I, you know, I, I think it's so fun to wear something like this to Scotland. But I just, to me, I was like, oh right, of course. Like it's a, it's another recycled look. Like it's not so revolutionary to me. Again, does not mean I don't like it. I just like. I mean, any Kate fan knows this outfit. Mm-hmm. Knows this sort of coat dress thing. I like it when she recycles her outfits. Oh, though. for sure. I think princesses they're just like us uh-huh. yes they're exactly like i actually us. wore this shirt at one other point in my life as well <laughs> yeah imagine that imagine that yeah. and so when they were in scotland kate delivered a speech as they opened the vna dundee museum which is scotland's first design museum and it's always notable when kate speaks i think she's been speaking a lot more lately doing a lot more speeches and she said in part I hope that this museum will serve as an inspiration to others by showing how great things can be achieved when different communities all pull together. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. And not to be like a total girl, but the V&A Museum in London, it's a design museum. It's one of my absolute favorite museums in the world, if not, but especially in London. Like London has amazing museums, the British Museum, obviously, but I love a design museum with like costumes and just like pretty things to look at. When I most recently went there, they had a ex- like an exhibition on underpants and panties Ooh. and bras. And I was like, this is so fun. So they're opening, um, they're having another location of that museum in Dundee. Um, so I think that's really cool. And she talked a bit about making design more accessible to more people. Like not everyone can go to London and see that. So to have it in a smaller town in Scotland is really cool. Also, the this uh, Dundee is very close to St. Andrews, which is, of course, where they met, where Kate and William met in yes. college. Yes. And one thing I just love about the fact that Kate is a patron of the V&A mm-hmm. is that I think a lot of us forget that she actually was an art history major yes. when she was mm-hmm. in college at St. Andrews. And she is the first ever a future queen to have ever gone to college. So it's amazing amazing. that we're bringing in her education into what she's doing as a patron. That's really true. It's so remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, and again, much like this was true a couple weeks ago on one of these days that both Kate and Megan were going to events that I personally would love to do as a duchess or princess, which is going to cool design or theater or ballet things. I'm like, oh, right. This is the part where it's really great to be a duchess. Um, And so an event like this is truly special. And then, of course, something also special happened in Dundee. She gave us an update on the elusive Prince Louis. I almost wore that shirt today, but again, too cold. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she said, (laughs) ready, prepare yourself. An update on Prince Louis. He... Louis is a fast crawler. Yeah. That's a one, two, three, four, five word update on Louis. <laughs> he's nine months old and he's crawling all over the place, I assume. Just I, at like rapid speed. I don't, is that advanced? Not really, right? Like nine months, you're maybe holding a table. Like you can pull yourself up potentially to standing. Hmm. According to this People article, it's a milestone. Ish, I mean, sure, sure. <laughs> here's, here's what this elicited in me. It should be cute. Instead, I feel something akin to rage. Where is this baby? <laughs> Let me see this baby. Post videos of him crawling. I need to see the baby. I think 
sometimes the babies, they just need a little bit of time to, you know, get used to the public. I mean, you know, they, they're not all going to start off like George just waving at the cameras. I know. Um, and nowhere is it more clear again that George is the heir, he's the important baby. And so he, we got regular intervals of him and images and stuff. And this is like, the, he's the third, whatever, who cares? Yeah. But I care. Give me that baby. <laughs> I mean, it'll be his birth. I, like I say this as trying to be not creepy, and I know it's creepy. But it is creepy. It's a hundred percent creepy. <laughs> but I just, I'm like, what does he even look like? He, we're just gonna see him go to kindergarten and soon. Like, let me see that baby. I just have to say something about him, though. Please, Louis, you know the official portrait that was released of the family at yes during the holidays. I thought he looked like a little accountant. Oh, my God. Maybe he is, like, way too busy, you know, playing with a calculator right now. And they cannot drag him away from the calculator. He's crawling all over the calculator. And then after he does, like, all of his taxes, he'll come out of the woodwork. Kristen, I do not believe you follow me on Twitter, which I forgive you for. But that (laughs) is the joke I made to my thousands of followers in December. No, no, no. In December, when they released the card, I was like, he looks like an accountant or a partner at a law firm. Mm. Like he was wearing his little, you know, Peter Pan collar over a sweater with his like comb over. Yes, it's the comb over. I just that's he's so cute. And that's and he looks so much like Kate Middleton. And I just want more. So the gist is we are connected, Kristen and I, in our clothing. <laughs> and then you and Kristen, Caitlin, yes. are connected in your brains. In our observations of Prince Louis, the most important <laughs> thing to bond with someone over. Um, but yeah, I, I guess his birthday will be in April and maybe we'll get a one-year-old like portrait. That's, that's sort of their style. Um, but April is so far away. It's really hard to imagine April as something that exists when it's so cold outside. Exactly. I'm like, what? Will I make it to April? Like, I don't know. Will we make it home? (laughs) It's really, these are all very real questions. And so I just, I would love, can you imagine if Kate Middleton went to an event just wearing a baby Bjorn with Prince Louis on her chest? I would fall apart. Oh, but you know who's going to be wearing a baby Bjorn eventually? Megan. Harry. Oh, yeah. Uh, 100%. You know, Harry's going to be sporting that Bjorn until the kid's like three years old because he's just going to love wearing his baby. I Aww. Oh my God, you're killing me. Okay, I feel better now. I do feel better. So now I'm ready for April to really come. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely ready. So speaking of pregnancy, as it relates to Prince Harry, Meghan Markle went outside today as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so she um, went to the National Theater once again, uh, one of her patronages, and she wore a V-neck blush Brandon Maxwell. We returned to the blush palette. Yes. Um, when she first, when I was first getting the images, because it was a little later in the day, so I was actually awake. So when the first clip arrived, I thought it was another neutral. I thought it was another cream on cream, like we saw her in the H and M dress. But instead, it's sort of a pale pink with a blazer on top of it. And she looked great. And I, I just up to. I really love her at the theater because even though this was a relatively short visit, I'm not sure exactly how long it was, but just as someone who was like observing on Twitter as it unfolded and watching all the videos that the royal reporters were posting, I was like, oh, she hasn't been there too long. But I'm still like, she's in her element. She's home. Yes. Yes. Again, home at the theater. Again, Megan at the theater and Kate at a design museum. It was just the, those two ladies like doing what they do best. Um, it just but yeah, makes it just, sense. It just yeah. makes mm-hmm. sense. She looked really great. Also, 
another fashion note, she was wearing um, the Aquazura pumps that she wore for her engagement announcement. Those like strappy. Oh, yeah. With like, the beige little things. strings all over them. The little strings. Exactly. Very cold for that today, even in uh, the UK. But um, I was like, I know those shoes. I know those shoes. I'm always so amazed when she and Kate walk out in giant heels when they're so pregnant because as a non-pregnant person, I cannot balance in heels. And no. I'm just like watching them in amazement with like they're walking and they're so graceful. And I'm just like, how do you not fall? This is just amazing. Yeah, I'm blown away by that too. You you ladies can say I'm wearing orthopedic shoes as usual. <laughs> I wear orthopedic shoes every single day. So And um, we're both in I'm boots. Like I just, and even then I was clutching every object on my way here because everything's icy. Like I just don't know how they do it. And obviously they're pros at wearing heels, but all it would take would be one slip. It just makes me so anxious. But she's she clearly knows how to walk in these because she did it in front of the entire world when she was announcing her engagement. Um, but yeah, I loved this look um, back on the blush train. And we're also we're recording on Wednesday night, um, but she will be doing something tomorrow, Thursday as well. Yeah, she'll be going to the Association of Commonwealth Universities, which I also love. I love that she's such an advocate for education. And I love what you said about Kate and education. I just love education. We love yeah. learning. Um, yeah, this is another one of her patronages. And she's done an event at every single one so far, except for this one, mm-hmm. I believe. So this is like she's finally she's done all four in the first three weeks of the new year. Like she's knocking them out. I she love, wasted no time. I love that American work ethic that the Daily Mail <laughs> likes to make fun of. Exactly. exactly. She wakes up early, sends work-related text messages, and just does her job. She just works too hard. Yes. And this was like an esp- <laughs> the the this cream pink look was like especially businessy. She's wearing a blazer. You know, she's doing the thing where you throw a blazer over a dress, just like all the women's magazines told me I would be doing all the time. <laughs> and I've never which done I it, but I, truly, I aspire to something. I truly never do. When I, know. I when, As women in the media. Yeah, no. That's not our lives. <laughs> like, I bought a blazer after college being like, that's what I'm going to do all the time. And then I'll take the blazer off for my fun nighttime life. That's never, never happened. After one of our shows where we had the Fug Girls on and they were talking about her outfits on the Australia New Zealand tour, they were talking about all the blazers and how like blazers are staples and they all have a lot of blazers. And I was like, I'm going to get a blazer. So I bought one because it was on sale at J. Crew, and I've never worn it. No, it's just the kind of thing you keep in your closet because you're like, I should have this. And then I don't know. It's just not my vibe. I, I keep on thinking I'm going to have a blazer that I'll wear. About every five years I go out and I buy a blazer and then I donate no. it. And then and this has happened maybe three times in my life. I just... I, I don't know when that's going to happen, but I, I aspire I, to someday be that person. You have a wonderful career and you've made it this far without blazers, so I think you're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, Caitlin and I are a little intimidated right now. Yeah, we're very, very impressed. Yes. Um, that might actually be a great segue. So we wanted to, we have so much to talk to you about, and you're so right for us as a guest. But I actually want to talk first about a project of yours that's not directly Royal related, which is your current podcast, where by the book. So can you explain a bit of that to listeners who might not be familiar with it. Yes. So it's kind of a reality show in podcast form. Mm, I love and, that. Already sold. And my co-host and I, Jolenta Greenberg, who is hilarious. She's a mm-hmm. comedian. And she and I, every episode, choose a different self-help book. And then we distill the rules and follow the rules down to the letter for two weeks straight while we record ourselves at home, at work, in the world. And you can hear how each of the books is destroying our marriages (laughs) and possibly enhancing or destroying our lives. And 
Um, and then at the end of each episode, we give a verdict on whether or not we thought the book helped us or hurt us. And oh. so we've lived by over 30 books so far. Wow. And each book is two weeks straight of nonstop excitement. So <laughs> I loved the last one because I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. How is what I pronounce it Pantsdrunk, which is <laughs> the Finnish art of not wearing pants while drinking at home alone. Oh, I know. I'm yeah. just like, so familiar with that. That sounds like life. my life. But then, so like I... When you introduced it, I'm like, that sounds like everyone's life. But then it's like all these highs and lows of you guys living this life. And I'm like, wow. Oh, yeah. I'm in tears in the episode. And my co-host is just loving life. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Um, that's so great. So what is your favorite book that you've done so far? Or your most impactful book, do you think? Oh, my gosh. We've lived by so many. But one book that I absolutely adored is called Why Good Things Happen to Good People. Ooh. And we just got to do nice things every single day. And it made me so happy. I don't think anything's ever made me as happy as going out and deliberately trying to improve everybody else's lives every day and make people smile every day. And what can I do to make your day a little bit easier or make you feel a little bit more lovable? Wow. It was great. I love that book. (laughs) We're inspired. I'm I'm really moved. Good. (laughs) Wow. Well, you guys are making my life better right now. So you guys are already doing it. Oh, stop. You guys have already checked that off the list. You've definitely made our lives better by coming out in this horrible, weird micro blizzard. Yeah. Like that was the terminology used today in the, the New York alerts. Indeed. The micro blizzard. It was terrible. Um, but in that, so in that vein of improving one's life, we have noticed that recently that's been a theme for the royals, in particular Prince Harry. So, and Prince William. Oh, that's true. Yes. So the boys are improving themselves. They're taking the new year very seriously and bringing new in some year, new energy. New year, new year, new energy. Um, so for example, um, yeah, in previous weeks we've discussed how Prince Harry is there have been reports that he has stopped drinking alcohol or coffee in support of Megan during her pregnancy and it was framed really negatively and we ranted about that so we don't necessarily go into another rant about that because it was just framed so sort of misogynistically of the one you know Megan Markle's making him change she's so controlling she's so controlling and I was like maybe he just feels better um so this week uh, or last week Vanity Fair did a story by Katie Nichol their royals reporter about how marriage has transformed the wild child into a green juice loving yogi um and so she writes with his beautiful inspiring and driven wife by his side there is no doubt Harry is happier healthier and a changed man um so I I don't know what are your feelings on this? I'm what I'm interested in is the idea that your partner can be your romantic partner can change you for the better. And it's not I don't know. I think we always assume that if someone is changing you that means it's a bad thing and you're not being yourself, but maybe Harry could stand to not be like himself sometimes. <laughs> I think it speaks to a great love for her. I mean, if you are in solidarity with your wife and you're about to have a baby and it's your first baby and you decide not to drink or consume coffee anymore so you can be on the same team as her. I think that's a lovely gesture. I love it. And supposedly he stopped smoking too because of Megan. And he's doing a lot of things like waking up early with her so they can do yoga together every day. So they can, you know, they can be bonded during this time. They're about to have a baby and these are their last glory days of just being the two of them. So Mm -hmm. why not spend time together being healthy and why not try to live longer because they have this child that's going to need them. So why not go in it all the way? So I love it. I hate green juice. I hate meditating. (laughs) I hate a lot of the stuff that they're doing. But if it if it works for them, I just I think it's really lovely that they're doing this. Yeah. One of the things is meditating. um, And one of Harry's friends um, spoke to Katie Nichol and said that um, 
he's been reading a Buddhist manual and that he read the book uh, Eight Steps to Happiness. And so now he's practicing meditation every single day. Um and my friend said, we never thought Harry would be raving about yoga, but he loves it. He looks great. He's lost weight. He's super healthy. And I think he's really happy, although I'm sure he does miss going out with some of his old mates for the occasional pint. But if an old mate would say that to Katie Nichols. Yeah, like, I miss my drinking buddy. <laughs> yeah. And it says, Harry used to love lying in, but he's up super early with Megan. And the first thing he says he does is work out. Then he has a green juice. Um, they both see a nutritionist or in, in and, excuse me, and are into their supplements. Now, again, part of that, I think, is just age. You know, like you don't sleep till noon anymore past a certain. I mean, I still like the occasional lion, as the Brits say here. But, um, yeah, I think it's just age. I think part of it's age, but I think part of it's also he's in a different phase of his life. Yeah. You know, you can't expect him to be 23-year-old Harry forever. Yeah. You know, he's in his mid-30s now. Yeah. And not to get into, like, the negative stuff that had been said about this, but I just think everything that they're saying he that she has inspired him to do is a positive. None of it is, like, giving up freedom or giving up anything that he's passionate about. It's, like, cutting out vices and losing weight and feeling good and being happy and healthy, and that's all wonderful. Yeah, and, and you, supposedly... Oh, go no, ahead. Please, go ahead. Yeah, and supposedly Prince Charles totally approves of all this, too. I, I mean, mean, how could he not? Yeah, because he's a yoga guy himself, and he loves that his son's not smoking anymore. Taking, I, I'm, I'm sorry, you guys okay. are cracking up because none of us want to picture... Charles and Camilla doing yoga. It's, I know none of us want to picture this. It's more Hot just yoga. we. So Lisa and I just both started laughing when she mentioned <laughs> Prince Charles doing yoga. But I, it's I just didn't know. It's more than I didn't, I didn't know either. I didn't know he did that. So that's just like very. Oh yeah, it says it here. He's known to practice himself. Oh my gosh, we like completely glazed over that. I know. Line. Yes. Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, so now I have visions of the four of them, the two couples, in Megan's in Harry's new house, Frogmore Cottage, <laughs> doing yoga in the yoga studio. Mm-hmm. Maybe when Doria's in town, the five of them are doing <gasps> yoga together. Oh, Truly. They're just having yoga that. parties, drinking green juice. That's amazing. What That's... if they do goat yoga? <gasps> oh, my I God. Bet. Yeah. I, if, I bet they do. For anyone who's not familiar with goat yoga, it's like it sounds. You do yoga, but there's goats crawling on you. It's like it's not a position. It's not a metaphor. There are goats crawling on you while you're doing yoga. I saw it on the Internet. It is a real thing. <laughs> um, so also today, um, Prince Harry, while Meghan was at an event at the National Theater, he was doing his own thing um, at the Commonwealth Youth Roundtable at Lancaster House. Um, and he gave the really important thing is that he gave a speech about the future and kids in the future and the importance of kids. So naturally. And progress. And, and progress. Change. And the environment. Yes. Let's talk yes. about the sustainability of the planet. Yes. What kind of world will his child be born into? And so naturally he brought up his own impending fatherhood. Um, Half a sentence and it has led <laughs> to so much coverage and I love it. Well, that's the funny thing, right, is that if he wants to draw attention to a cause, all he has to do is be really personal. Imagine like what a bizarre life they lead that they're like, if I just say something really personal and secret, it'll actually bring attention to this charity or whatever cause I'm trying to do. And it doesn't um, ever have to even be that personal. No, like three yeah, that's words. true. Yeah. yeah, I shouldn't feel too bad for him, I suppose, in this case. Um, he said, as someone who is about to become a father, I'm acutely aware of our shared responsibility to make this world more resilient and its inhabitants more accountable for the next generation. The only way to see real progress is not by chance, it's by chance. Change. A lovely turn of phrase. Bravo to the speechwriter behind that. Not that. Or him. I don't know. I just listen. As writers, we can appreciate a really well written speech. That was just good rhetoric there. Yeah, the speech is, it reads very well. And 
And also, in addition to talking about all the work that young people he's met with across the world have done to like uh, work for mental health and eradicating extreme poverty and improving access to education, he did talk about mental health and how everything is so interconnected with that. And then that falls in line with what Prince William did last week, which was host a panel on mental health at Davos in Switzerland amongst all the billionaires and their private jets. <laughs> Can't even finish that sentence in like meme-worthy photographs from the, not from his event, but like from Davos in general. Like, I don't know, the internet is just all billionaires in Switzerland right now. But he had this amazing panel with Jacinda Ardern. Mm, I love Jacinda. Yeah, we were, she was our mascot of last week's episode. Um, so, yeah, while on this panel, William explained that Heads Together, which is, of course, his group with his wife and with Harry, uh, was a natural outgrowth of the work I've been doing. The charities have to do with addiction, homelessness, veterans, welfare, young disadvantaged people. Um, we all sat down after quite a few years of doing this, and we started to realize that there was this elephant in the room that we had never grappled with, and it crossed between all the different sectors. Mental health was the thing. Um, so just a reminder, and I think that's lovely, and especially in this room of very powerful people. And then the really special thing for me was he went on to sort of analyze that in particular, British people can't talk about their emotions. <laughs> yeah. You know, we've talked a bit in recent weeks about the British and American differences in culture and how Megan has had a hard time or the press has had a hard time with Megan or her staff has because they're not used to her very direct American manner. Um, and so here William opened up about that and was like, we Brits don't know how to talk about things, which I loved. Um, and he even theorized that it has to do with World War II and that our parents or our grandparents just said, you know, we have to survive this. So button everything up and don't talk about what you're going through and the loss that you're having and that that's what they've learned, but that we can change that. Yeah. And um, he didn't actually come right out and say it, but I just kept thinking about that magnet slash tote bag slash poster from back in the era, which keep calm, carry on. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, maybe not keep calm, maybe freak out and right. talk to a therapist about it. <laughs> right. Maybe yes. cry if you need to right. or take some medication if you need to. Yes, absolutely. Maybe not keep calm. Yeah. No, I think that's that's so true. And he said it's a general this is a generational issue and we've got to start tackling it now. So our children and our grandchildren don't have to go through this sort of process, um, which, of course, just charmed me because I was imagining him instilling that in Prince George, throwing mm. a tantrum and him being like, work through your emotions. I just love that they're, these kids are being raised in such a open, vulnerable environment. And then also he talked about how difficult it was to get celebrities to get involved with his organization. And then that reminded me, actually, no, I think I saw it on Laney Gossip. There was the video from 2017 of him and Lady Gaga. They were in two different locations. And you can see in the video that she had just started doing A Star is Born because she has the alley hair before it gets all like oh. kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. And they're like talking about mental health and they're in two different places, but kind of Skyping each other. And it's like high quality video. But I think it's so interesting that like these royals, some of the most powerful people in the world, had a hard time getting celebrities to talk about stuff. And and it's so weird because 2017 wasn't that long ago. But just seeing now how open people are about anxiety and depression, it's kind of crazy how much has changed. Yeah, I was shocked that 
he would have a hard time booking celebrities. <laughs> like just, to, I mean, from an inside baseball perspective, I'm just like, who would say no to Prince William? If Prince William reached out to me, which he's free to do, and was like, Caitlin, <laughs> will you talk to the world about your mental health? I'm like, whatever you need me to do, Royals, obviously I'm happy to do. Um, but I, I, it makes me wonder like what British celebrities they were reaching out to who said no. But which British celebrities do we know who actually speak openly about their mental health? Yeah. I, I mean, mean Lady exactly Gaga's the... not British. Right. That's, that's true. true. She's from our town, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but um, I'm trying to think of how many British people who are very, very famous are outspoken about their mental health. No, absolutely not. Prince Harry. That's about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's so crazy. They've like... They've really accomplished so much by starting this conversation. And then also in your work, when you're living like self-help books and you're having to kind of pour your heart out to your listeners because we're all on this journey with you. We're like in it for the nitty gritty. And it's so wonderful to listen to. But that must have been was that like an interesting change for you as well? Yes, because before hosting by the book, I used to host this uh, podcast called Movie Date and I was just a film critic. And so I thought I was. We know when my friend Jolenta said, make the show with me, I thought she just wanted me to be a critic again. And it's very different weighing in with your intellectual feedback on a book or a movie versus um, actually crying and talking about uh, my history with disordered eating or uh, some of the horrible reasons why I've had to see therapists over the years. Right. And, you know, some of those things are really tough. People have heard me and my husband fighting. People have heard parts of our life that maybe they wish they didn't hear, like us in the bathtub or him scraping the calluses off my feet. So. <laughs> I think that's love. <laughs> um, but yeah, being very open about it was something that was tough for me to be dragged into. And maybe it's, you know, maybe it's because I was not used to broadcasting that about myself. And so I can imagine where a lot of celebrities think I don't broadcast this about myself either. I have this one thing that is my image or this one thing that's my job. So um, and especially in the UK, which, you know, Wills was saying people are more likely to not be open about that. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think nobody wants that to be their only thing. And I think celebrities are really cognizant of that, that if they come out and say, I've, you know, I have this, I've done this, then that's all they're known. I think they're worried that that's all they'll be known for and they don't have control, they'll, that they'll sort of relinquish control of their image. Um, and then that's the thing, you know, like that's what they're associated with. Um, but they're showing that it, you can be more than that and it can actually help your popularity and help your fans and bring you new fans. And there's really no reason not to do it. And I hope, you know, they're just they are very powerful people. And I hope that continues to trickle down. I mean, we talked about the James Middleton thing a couple of weeks ago and him being open about his depression. Um, I like to think, though, that Princess Di was very instrumental in all of this because yes. she was open many, many years ago, decades ago. That's she was talking so about her own mental health, her bulimia and all sorts yeah. of things that um, a princess wasn't supposed to be talking about. Yeah. She was very open about all that. Yeah, yeah that's so true. Yeah. And at such it was and it's painful. I mean, of course, I always think of the Martin Brashear, you know, interview of Princess mm. Diana where she's talking about all these things. And it's just so powerful to see all these years later. I mean, even more so because you know what's going to happen to her. But it's really intense. And yeah, just it's so helpful that she did that, that she would be open about that. Um, and I, so of course, that's where the boys get it from. And I don't mean to change the subject, but talking about James Middleton 
I saw that he had a new Instagram. Yes. He updated. Oh. He has a new, not like a new Instagram account, but he posted something. It was a dog related picture. Yeah, oh, we, good. We were worried that <laughs> he would many stop. Dogs? It was just one dog in the picture that I saw. But I was like, there he is. He's back with yeah. another dog. Yeah. And case, it wasn't even a Cocker Spaniel. Okay, let me pull it up. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. We were worried that he was done, that once he did the Daily Mail essay, that that's why he was public in the first place. Um it is almost two creatures. It is what looks like maybe a dachshund, maybe a retriever of some kind. It's really hard to tell because it's just the head, but it's kissing or sniffing what looks like a panther statue. And it says, can we play? Oh, it's really cute. Aww, that's, he knew the world was waiting for that. I, well, I mean, I certainly was. It's so funny when you, based on who you follow, because it says like, this was liked by Lisa Raya. <laughs> like, there, there she is. Um, yeah, so I'm glad that is still rolling. Oh, and this is also unrelated, but I just want to say what I saw on Instagram this past week was that Jessica Mulroney, who is Megan's best friend and stylist, she went to Switzerland for a friend's party, or yeah, somewhere in Europe for a friend's party, but she was also in London for a little bit. Yes. Oh, yeah. Popped by. I'm glad that Megan got to spend time with her BFF. Yeah. So, like, we don't know for sure, like, what she did in London, but she was in London because I, like, hit the geotag on this thing and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love your beat, Lisa, being um, stalking the friends of Megan whenever they're in town. You're like, ha ha ha, you're going to see her. I know it. I and, mean, like, I hope you have a great time. I hope you guys have a great time. <laughs> I hope you're supportive and you rub her pregnant feet. Um, <laughs> do pregnant people want their feet? rubbed by their mom by their mom by their friend Probably i think everybody mom. does right I mean, I think i mean i love getting my feet rubbed but my understanding from my friends who have been quite pregnant mm -hmm. um there's a certain cutoff point where you're allowed to get your feet rubbed yeah i do know that there's like a sensitivity around massages yeah oh, I yeah know it's that. like a blood flow issue yeah yeah oh. so get them while you can i'm just, i suppose um but yeah happy that she's still there maybe she's picking out some cape dresses i'm still ready for some cape dresses now yes. as we move further into this pregnancy me too i don't think she's gonna do it no really no i think she likes the snug dress like yeah that's a good she, point she loves her tummy she likes rubbing her tummy she likes a dress that hugs her tummy it's true this was today's was pretty loose the brandon maxwell like peach colored thing was pretty loose for her Swingy. i love seeing the belly i do i do too yeah it's been All looking right. good so before we adjourn the royal pod, we have some highs and lows, and we're going to start with lows so that we can end on a high note. It's time for the royal highs and lows. Okay, so my low is going to be Prince Louis is crawling, but I don't even, he might have a 401k by now. Like, I don't know what his life is. <laughs> 401k. Where is he? I guess he doesn't I need I hope him. his employer doesn't match. I hope, I mean, he doesn't really need that, but like maybe he's driving a car. I don't know. How old is that kid? Where is he? He's nine months. <laughs> we know specifically how old I he just, is. That's like, like the one thing we know, Caitlin. I, I just, I, I'm not speaking logically. I'm just speaking emotionally. <laughs> That's my low. And what's your low? My low is just that, you know, we've talked about how great it is that Harry is, you know, excited about this new baby and making changes. But there are still all of the rags just saying horrible things about him and how Megan has control yeah. over him. And it just, it, it really makes my heart sad that yeah. mm -hmm. that seems to be the way a lot of the press chooses to tell the story. And it seems that in some cases, it's the majority of the press telling the story through that lens. And that bums me out. And it's not nice. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kristen just held up a finger. A finger <laughs> She means it. Yeah. Um, Milo is that Caitlin did not get the memo and is not wearing tartan. That's fair. That's fair. I feel really left out. But She's you wearing... are wearing those like... Um, 
Kate boots. That's true. Yes, they do look like those brown boots that yeah, I'm I, wearing riding boots. What are the brown boots? Are like Phoebe something? I want to say Penelope Chilvers. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Some name in that sort of arena, um, sounding very British and adorable. <laughs> um, but yeah, these are also very old, as you can see, and I've had them resold more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great tip. Now um, for some highs. My high, I had to, pre- I prepped this because I didn't want to screw it up. So at Meghan Markle's event today at the National Theater, um, she attended a workshop and so there were little kids there um, who were rehearsing and so the boy who met this is from Rebecca English's Twitter feed she said the boy who met Megan today was just priceless we didn't quote we didn't know who was coming just that it was a VIP I thought maybe it was a Duke of Edinburgh or George Ezra but then they said it was a female VIP so I thought yes Rita Ora <laughs> I just I'm sorry I love the podcast Who Weekly so I'm just like yeah exactly yes, yes Rita Ora and then he went on I never thought I'd perform in front of the royal family. I've only ever seen her on TV. I'm speechless. She came and shook my hand. I'm never going to wash this hand again. Aww. So he wasn't sad that it wasn't Rita Ora. <laughs> he was okay that it wasn't Rita Ora. Yeah, I just, that's adorable to me. So that's my high. And um, my high is a video that I saw from the Dundee visit where a little girl in the walkabout reached out and grabbed Kate Middleton's hair and was kind of like playing with her hair and brushing it a little bit and just for a little while like it wasn't it wasn't just like a light tap like a light touch she was actually like holding it and kind of stroking it and Kate Middleton was just laughing and loving it and I was just like this girl's living my dream I just want to touch those like beautiful hair locks. that reminds me of the kid with the pizza asking her if the queen eats oh, pizza yes. kids have been I'm really impressed with the improv that these kids are coming up with at Kate Middleton events recently and I encourage it in the future mm-hmm. it brings out her best yeah yes strong encourage and what's your high so I might be late to the game on this but just in the last week, I learned about the fact that Prince George takes ballet lessons every week. Yeah, and we do I am love that. So late to the game, but when <laughs> I found that out, I just thought that's not just my high of the week; it might be my high of the year. That's fair. Aww, that's I love fair. that. I love him taking ballet lessons, and I love that. You know, Kate and Will's—they're not going to try to uh, shackle him with gender norms of yeah. what a boy is supposed to do versus what a girl is supposed to do, and. Um, I know he and his sister swap clothes sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You guys can wear each other's clothes and you can take ballet lessons. I do love that. And it reminds me that that means that somewhere uh, Kate and Will are going to his recitals and like sitting in a row like normal people. And like recording it on their phone. And recording it on their iPhones and putting it on their Finstas that probably exist. And I just love the normalcy of that. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of security that goes into something like this, but that's the image I'm going with. And you guys can drop us an email at info@gallerypodcast.com to ask us any and all questions about the Royals. Please remember to subscribe. I can't talk. <laughs> subscribe to the here. podcast and leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. We've gotten some real doozies lately, but here's a, <laughs> <laughs> including someone who wants to punch herself in the ears or him themselves in the ears when she hears my voice or he whenever they hear my voice i'm flustered i hope that their ears are okay right now because people, people want to punch themselves in their ears when they hear me talk frequently though that too. that doesn't make any sense i, I just think it Your happens voice is so nice i think it's because we're women and we talk that's possible yeah. yeah so good luck to that person's ears i hope they're fine but we did get a nice <laughs> review that we'll read and it's the royal rating I'm a secret Royals fan and I and don't know many people IRL who share my love of all things Royal. I've absolutely fallen in love with this podcast. It's a fun escapist chatty break from the heaviness of everything going on in the world. 
and I love the at times tongue in cheek tone and how much fun the hosts seem to have while recording it. Listening feels like hanging out with your funnest girlfriends. I would personally love a crack to crack a bottle of rosé champagne with the host anytime. Oh my god, we must have rosé champagne next week because I'll finally be allowed to drink again. Dry January will be over by the next episode. Caitlin's had a rough month. I've had a rough with month. no wine. Oh my god, January is so long. And you need to drink in January. It's so Why can't it be long. dry February, the short month? Oh, yeah, seriously. God. I mean, your birthday was fine. It was a good part of January, but I'm glad it's almost over. No, the weather was awful. I was like, this day sucks. Yeah, it's a terrible <laughs> month. Um, so you guys can follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Kristen, where can people follow you? You can follow me at Kristen Meinzer on Twitter. And if you're on Instagram, I am K. 10 Meinzer. That's K10 Meinzer. Excellent. And Caitlin? You can follow me, uh, Caitlin, at HeyKMenz, H E Y K M E N Z, on Twitter and Instagram. And read my writing at CaitlinMenza.com. And you can follow me at Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram and read my writing at The Cut. And till next week, God save the pod. Till February. Till February. <laughs> till champagne. Till mimosas. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.